Hey everybody, uh, it's Heath and Alex. Hi, uh, we're Hello. we're doing some announcements again. I'm uh, ready for so, them. So get used to it. Yeah, you, this is this is part of the podcast now. You have to know about shit. It'll take you to Chuck E. Cheese's every two weeks, but uh, don't expect don't expect it to hug you. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, have a couple of things going on on January 19th. I am doing a show called "Is This Anything." Uh, that is my show, and mm-hmm. it's at January 19th at 8 p.m. And at the same time, I am doing a show at the 89th Street Collective, um, Taylor Vincent's show. It's a it's a straight-up stand-up show, and it's going to be a good time. Uh, so, listener, we hate to make you uh, pick. Yeah, sorry. But you have to date one of us. Yeah, you have to pick one of us or uh, show up to the first half of one and the last half of the other one. Uh, also, let's, uh, let's plug this again. Uh, we're plugging the Good Trash Media Patreon again because we don't do ads. It's all word of mouth. And uh, this Patreon that we're trying to get off the ground. Uh, if you give to the Patreon, we can promise things like bonus content, like the uh, Bright bonus episode. Yes. The film, the film Bright, um, Will Smith and the Orc Cop mm-hmm. film movie. And uh, if you want, if you donate five extra dollars, I will just watch the movie Bright with you. And that's great. Yeah. That's great. That sounds good to me. Uh, so uh, hop on over to patreon.com slash GTM, mm-hmm. Gave Tathews Man, <laughs> Gavid Toster Mollus. That's that's the NATO phonetic alphabet, right? Gentral Tintelligence Magency. <laughs> Guckles the Machidna. Oh my god. <clears throat> anyway, that's all the announcements we have. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. It's with Nathan Steinman, and we're talking about Car Man, who's all man and no car, and half vampire. Correct. <laughs> Let go your burdens to the Christian. Whoa, junior, junior year at Praise Down High School. Wow, I can't believe we uh, made it through another summer. Back to school already. Hey, hey guys. Hey, uh, did, did you do anything special over the summer? Well, who's, who's the nerd? Are you new, nerd? I, no, I was here last year. I, I just was like... What, what's, uh, your, short, what's your short, name? What's your I've name, never dude? seen you. Uh, my, my name? You, you actually want to know my name? Uh, it's, nah, just it's kidding. It's a Joe... 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 Sh- that's my name. Well, I'm Checker Stevens. I'm the jock at Praise Down High School. And I'm Night Raven Dark Black. And I'm the uh, I'm the goth here at Praise Down High School. It's, it's, it's nice, nice to meet you. We never know when he's going to get expelled for being goth. It's because I do so much Satan worship. Is Satan worship hard? Is no, it harder than calculus? Super, it's super e- It actually is pretty hard. you got to come up with a lot of your own rules. And, uh, oh, man. So. It's pretty... Welcome to the well, praise. Well, welcome to the praise down. <laughs> uh, I'd like the, to apologize for derailing that bit. Gonna let that intro <laughs> sketch really fizzle out. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm Heath Huffman. I do the praise down. I'm Alex Sanchez. I'm responsible for the praise down. Uh, and with us today is uh, Nathan Steinman, our guest on the praise down. Hello, the Nathan. podcast you've been hearing so much about <laughs> from lot. us. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, good to be on the praise down. I'm, we're glad you're here, man. Yeah. Uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, do you, let's uh, let's start this bad boy the way we always start it. Uh, you rock with the Lord. What's going on there? Yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's it's uh, not good. It's been a <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh, it's yeah. bad. It's a bad walk. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, um, What's wrong? The shoes? Are, are you tired? Or uh, I think it's more the the strange, you know, awkward abuse that happens oh oh, not, oh like, okay not sexual abuse i we're not going there. well good but i uh when i was i think i was seven years old a lady mm. took me out of of sunday school because i wanted to go find my parents and threw me up against the wall and told me i was never gonna see my parents again well what and my, yeah and so my sister ran and got my mom and had to like stop the lady from like screaming at me and throwing up me up against the wall that is buck wild <laughs> he's straight out of the game what yeah uh in the damn hell Oof. uh we didn't last very long at that church yeah it makes sense we did a lot of denominational tourism as uh, i like to call it which which denomination church hopping you don't need uh, to, you don't need to name any names uh, which, southern uh, baptist which oh which, den- which denomination did that happen in? <laughs> that was the southern baptist oh Checks out. Checks that makes out. yeah I grew up Southern Baptist in that tracks. <laughs> yeah. And then the Baptist, we did some Methodist. Uh, I know we did some Presbyterian, at least one Presbyterian church. Uh, and then we ended up Disciples of Christ in it most of the rest of my slow, you know, caving belief in, sure. in a, a singular entity of God. Which denomination would you recommend to new shoppers the most? Uh, if, if, if you're feeling cash... You should go disciples. Okay. But if you're mm-hmm. feeling like you want to get uh, real serious and you like tweed, you should go Southern Baptist. You know. Oh, tweed. Yeah, if you like tweed. Can what you, is, oh, can you toke tweed? I don't think you can toke tweed. <laughs> I know you can smoke tweed. <laughs> I don't know if you can toke tweed. <laughs> I don't think you can. Um, so disciples of Christ, Presbyterians, are they chill? I, 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 as far as I know, I mean, I, I think we went to one time, as far as mm. far as I can remember. I re- we spent some time at the Methodist. They are really almost Catholics. Really? Yeah. As far as like just the very ritualistic, it's much more of a ritualistic service than. Man, like. I went to a chill ass Methodist church. We we it was a lot of just like just good talking. A lot of acoustic guitar. Oh yeah, this is this is uh, not that. This was very formal. Yikes! Yeah, lots of piano and organ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sick. Yeah, so the organ player at the Disciples of Christ, I will say, was a, an incredible organ player. Yeah, he would play the shit out of out of some fucking organ. He it wrote, sounds like the church you went to, Nate, was Alex's church's dad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, it, it almost checks out age-wise too, probably. You know? <laughs> Excuse me, Methodist Church is my father. I'm <laughs> I'm Charles. Charles, cool Methodist. So uh, now I have listened to episodes of the Praise Down. So okay, that's probably 
I don't that, know. That puts, you, common, that, that puts you ahead of most reaction. of our guests. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I was inspired by Dalton's sure. to really mm-hmm. go a little deeper. Um, sure, let's do it. So I had like a – there's like a three-year transition from mm-hmm. being Christian to not being Christian. Okay. Starts when I'm 14, ends basically when I'm 17. All right, take us through it. So um, – 14 hanging out with my buddy Andre who is a latchkey kid uh, who had the Duke Nukem on the computer and I wasn't supposed to play Duke Nukem because I was supposed to be a good Christian boy you know but Duke Nukem had titties and you know how important wait Duke Nukem had titties titties? (laughs) well Duke Nukem in the how big were Duke Nukem's titties (laughs) they're pretty pretty stacked (laughs) hell yeah we're talking E's here oh yeah E for everyone (laughs) E for everyone <laughs> I cannot believe uh, those titties are rated E for everyone. But they were pixelated we're titties. That out. So there's 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 drawbacks to pixel. But uh Sure. There was a level of modesty there. Sure. Yeah. sure, sure. There was lots of MTV watching. I make sure to never uh, go outside without my pixels. <laughs> <laughs> Three across, five down. Yeah. You know. What what were you watching on uh MTV? Well, there was definitely some 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 uh turl some turl uh, ah. and uh, <laughs> total request library yep. <laughs> uh, that was this was the year that Dave uh, Raffius land <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dave Raffius Okay, so you're watching with uh, cavernous daily. <laughs> so you're watching Total Request Live and uh, getting actually exposed to more hip hop and more rock and roll at the time. Mm-hmm. This is also the album where this is around the time Marilyn Manson's Mechanical and Animals album came out with Dope Show and uh, the uh, drug song that says God God is in the TV. Because I remember mm-hmm. a kid being in junior high getting in super trouble for having the God is in the TV shirt and having to, like, turn it inside out, being told by the principal to do that. Were you at a Christian school? No, this is at a public school. Straight up public school. What? Yeah. (laughs) The principal told him to turn it inside out. That seems pretty above board for public school. Yeah, that's... Wait, did it do any... Okay, be honest with me. Did that shirt do anything besides say God is in the TV? It just had Manson's face with the red wig. Like, that's it. Oh, Just huh. the Manson face with the red wig, and it's a guy's in the TV. I feel huh. like Marilyn Manson's face, I feel like I, I feel like that would make any principal just like... <laughs> Turn the shit inside out. Just like, look, I, it's it's not bad. Just please, I don't want to look at it. Like <laughs> That face is too androgynous. It's turning me on. Get that, that androgynous I, face up there. I refuse to be horny at my job. <laughs> How dare you? Honestly? How dare you? <laughs> you come to my job, make me horny. Okay, now we can't talk about <laughs> we Prince. Can't, <laughs> we can't do this. We can't do this. We, we have can't, to stop. We have to stop. Yeah. All that's going out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so go on. Go on. What else you got? So, uh, hanging out with Andre, start being exposed to more media than... Mm. I've probably previously been, and that was probably when I first probably saw stand-up comedy. And at mm-hmm. the same time, 
is all I'm also first getting exposed to things like Insane Clown Posse and Corn okay. and stuff like that. So this tracks with the becoming a quote unquote juggalo. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if we want to use that clown language on here. Uh, I'm fine using that clown language. We can okay. We can talk jugglers. Uh But being in, having a bunch of friends that were super into being juggalos, there's a lot more of like vulgar vulgarity language stuff that didn't fly in the youth group. You know, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no one. The insane clown posse didn't. <laughs> They didn't do track. It, it no. didn't for didn't do it for your youth group. No, no, it wasn't really youth group friendly. That's a shame. But um, so go into fifteen. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine movies, The Matrix, Fight Club. Get to see stuff like that in theaters. Kind of awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, not Gr- being a child for growing that. up staples. Yeah. Matrix uh, and Fight Club. Oh yeah, but uh. At that point, I was we were starting to go to Borders on Friday nights because Borders back in the day used to have like live bands in the cafe section. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that used to be a bookstore for our young listeners. Do we yeah. have those? Yeah. <laughs> we have young listeners. But uh, I, I met a, uh, a guy named Julian. Okay, was hanging out there, fellow teenager, not weird old guy. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, uh, though we did befriend. The lady that worked in the music section, because we continuously just like would listen to uh, music back in the day and before Spotify, when you could just listen to whatever you wanted, you had mm-hmm. to go to the store, and at the store they would you could hand find an album, hand it to them, then they would open it, let you listen to it, and you could decide whether or not you wanted to buy it. Wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like they had that when I was a teen. Yeah. I just didn't do it because it seemed old and dumb. <laughs> well, I was a teen, so you know. This it hadn't become old yet. I had sure. LimeWire. Lime <laughs> uh, fir- do you want to know the first thing I ever downloaded from LimeWire? What? It was the Kingdom Hearts theme. <laughs> The Utada Hikaru remix that comes on. I just listened to the crap out of it over and over. Like oh, 11. my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Simple and clean? Yes. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you were hanging out with teens at Borders, and yes. you were making friends with the uh, Borders employees, and you, you were listening to music for free. Yes, and started listening to more heavier metal mm-hmm. to the point of the... Uh, you know, you start light with like the Metallica, Pantera. Yeah. Before you know, you're listening to Cannibal Corpse and oh, yeah. Cryptopsy and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. getting getting straight jiggy with that death metal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a uh, notoriously jiggy genre. Very jiggy, <laughs> very very jiggy. Yeah. Uh, this leads to a, ba- a band everyone's probably pretty familiar with, Tool. Ooh. Yes. Which leads to Bill Hicks. <laughs> Okay. Go. Hey, hang on. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. no, hang no. On. Did we call Tool Libertarian Rush? We did call Tool Libertarian Rush. <laughs> Checks out even more, right? 
God. Does Tool have a song about Bill Hicks? No, Tool has a song. Because I'll fucking freak out. Tool has a song that in the opening is almost an entire bit of Bill Hicks's. Uh, specifically, the young men on acid realize that all matter is merely energy condensed oh, sure. to slow vibration. You know, that whole bit, like that whole bit mm. is in, is on a Tool album. Just it's just there. There's no music. It's just right. Oh in the no! Middle. Yeah, there's music. <laughs> <laughs> but this also leads to like finding out more about like occult things. Hell Getting introduced yeah! To the occult. This, along with, uh, when I was a kid, I was real into comic books, and then I turned like twelve or thirteen and got real out of comic books. Sure. And then I discovered that there were adult comic, like comic books with cussing like, and violence in mm-hmm. them that was graphic. And like Bloom County. <laughs> totally. <No. laughs> okay. So I started reading Garth Ennis's Preacher series. That's it, what that's where I found out about Bill Hicks. Yeah, and that was there's a whole other connection to that with Bill. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, there's a Bill Hicks routine in an issue. They they go to New Orleans and they he tell meets, a story. He meets Bill Hicks. Oh, I just learned about Bill Hicks on Reddit like a normal person does. Yeah, the, oh, <laughs> Bill Hicks is the official comedian of Reddit, huh? <laughs> oh, he man. Is. Oh. It was Hannibal Burris for like a day and a half, but then they just went straight <laughs> Bill Hicks just came back. Sense. Also in this time, uh, friends of mine are, I find out friends of mine are doing backyard wrestling. Ooh. Oh. Okay. You got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies there's a, as there's, a teen here. There's a lot of pies. There's a lot of pies. There's a lot of fingers. I'm, I, I, here's what I want to know. Yes. <laughs> How many pies are we going to get into here? Uh, How many fingers you got? I uh, got five right here. Okay. Uh, we're we're almost about to pull pull the pies together. Ooh, okay. 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 Take us through it. Okay. So... How many pies are you getting into? <laughs> How many fingers you got? <laughs> How many fingers you got? Okay, last pie we're going to add. Okay, one more pie. Uh, I'm in a music theory class in high school. Okay. Uh, we've now transitioned into post-millennium. Ooh, okay. It's the new Willennium. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, in a class, a guy has a book by Paul Krasner called Sex, Drugs, and the Twinkie Murders. Okay. Which is like super counterculture stuff. Start getting interested in 60s, 70s counterculture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've now had the Insane Clown Posse. We have Tool and Bill Hicks. Yeah. We have a Preacher. Yeah. We have uh, Paul Krasner, and we have Backyard Wrestling. Right. These all directly lead to <laughs> me slowly getting interested in the occult and telling my family, oh, and hanging out at Borders. I find a book at Borders called Modern Magic. Oh, okay. This is like... Okay. There's, there's the Wicca books, and then mm. there's like the books that introduce you to like what is like Aleister Crowley, but Aleister Crowley light. The good shit. <laughs> non-denominational Wicca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. 
a coven with like Xboxes and stuff. <laughs> the, we, we this is Tony Hawk Underground Two. <laughs> this is pre Xbox. This would have been P- PS Two. We, uh, we got Boom Boom Hot Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so this leads to an interest in the occult and me telling my mother I'm not going to go to church anymore. Okay. How old were you, right? I here? was. This is sixteen. Damn. Okay. So right. sixteen, about to turn seventeen. At the end of the school year, because this guy brought the Paul Krasner book, uh, I am like reading more like weird literature. Start writing a poem in a class, and instead of doing any of my work in any of my classes the rest of the day, I just wrote this giant poem, like over like five or six pages. Mm-hmm. This leads my mother to like. Because I don't want to go to church anymore, she finds out about this poetry reading. This leads to me going to poetry at Galileo's. Oh boy! All I'm right. sixteen, about to turn seventeen. Okay. My very first reading, uh, Tapestry was hosting. Wow. Uh, it was crazy. There was a lot of energy. It was like nothing I'd ever been to before. My mom runs an old family friend who used to be a guru. Another connection. Okay. <laughs> Neat. Okay. I meet an actual occultist who is a Thelemite who actually practices real, like he practices magic for real. Hell yeah. Nice. This is the friend who actually introduces me to Tom Waits, Leonard Cohen, Nick Cave. Sure, like sure. everything. Pretty well-connected guy. Yeah. He's just, just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about right there. That's... <laughs> You're listening to the, the praise the, down. Praise that. Praise that. I'll praise, praise that. that for sure. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so, so real occultist gets you into Tom Waits under Cohen. Yeah, uh, and, and at this point, I have just completely replaced religion with poetry and music, occult stuff, and comic books. Hell yeah! And I'm. I don't know if either of you familiar. You've probably heard of Alan Moore because of Watchmen and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. He wrote a comic book called Promethea. Yeah. That is actually has some of the best comic book. There's a whole issue that explains the tarot. Wow. Goes through all 22 cards of the Major Arcana. Also includes a joke told by... Alistair Crowley over a complete expansion of his life from birth to death. What? Also takes the takes the letters of Promethea and creates new words every page out of just the letters of Promethea. What? Yeah. It's 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 fantastic. That's buck wild. Straight buck wild. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Um But so so he makes a new alphabet? Uh, well, just just using the letters of Promethea, you just okay, just like the permutations of just the letters of Promethea. Okay, as spelling out different words. He's the, that's wild. He's the Kanye West of comics. Yeah, <laughs> the Kanye West. Of comics. But uh, then after going to the poetry reading, the thing that probably really cemented, like, not believing in God, was my friend Daryl, who was the backyard wrestler. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were hanging out. 
we went to the Hastings in Norman. We were driving back, and on the drive back, we get into, I, we veer off the road, hit the fly in the air. It lands on his the passenger side. Mm. He breaks his neck in the car oh. accident and his arm. And, like, his mother won't let me ha- do have anything to do with him. This accident basically ends what could have been his wrestling career. Yeah. Because he he had the exact same injury as Lee did. Like mm. C1 and C2 that had to be fused. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. You yes. can't. You just can't be, be a, yeah. a wrestler after that. Because you can't tuck your chin for the bumps. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's not picking up a show, but no, yeah. yeah. But uh, so in this process of that happening, the comic book store that I have gone to off and on, the guy behind the older guy behind the counter who was his name's Travis, we've become friends from Mm. me like hanging out there, and he starts passing along weird avant garde movies, and this is where I really discovered David Lynch. This sure. is really where I discover Lars von Trier. This right. This is where, like, uh, the first, like, real film. Sure. At this point, we've also had September 11th happen. Then I have the car accident with my <laughs> friend. Uh, and then I meet who the woman who would technically be considered the first love, who was an older woman. Cool. And she was super into the counterculture stuff that I was. How much older, if you don't mind? Yeah. Twelve years. Twelve years. So you were seventeen. 17. She was twenty nine. Okay. 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 She was moved. She had moved back here to live with her brother. On she was kind of like on her way back to California, but sure. she got kind of like her brother lived here, and so she stopped by for eight months, <laughs> sure. like you do. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just passing through. Eight months later, you finally. Uh, so we've gone from believing Mm. to an absolute lack of any ability to like continue to believe sure Mm -hmm. through a progression of new books. This is also, she's also part of the first person I ever met who actually knew what feminism was sure and could educate people on what feminism sure. was and this is back in the oh one days so yeah that, it was it was dark times oh two oh one to oh two mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't we didn't lose any chords or anything right uh, no okay uh yeah we're, there were there weren't very many no one and oh two no yeah. no uh that's a it's a it's weird to know that it's also from going to poetry was I met Paula Sophia. I don't know if you all have met Paula Sophia. Yeah. But like uh, one of the earliest nights was like her first night as Paula. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of like the earliest time. And that's, that's also close to September 11th. So there's all this way later Paula would mm-hmm. marry me and my wife. Sure. So, so there's all this like circuitous yeah. stuff that's happening. But mm-hmm. so the Lord was not exactly like, my friend at this point. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I think at this point, probably by the time I turned 18, that was from 14 to 18 is the transition into just like 
militant atheism. Sure. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That good. Being at Denny's late night telling people they shouldn't. Why do they believe in God? I was that guy. Damn. Yeah. How many uh, how many Bibles are in the fiction section because of <laughs> none? I never put them in the fiction section. Okay, because that is atheist hack. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it was more the I put them in the trash. Oh no, <laughs> no, I never went that far. It was uh, it was militant in the I was trying to convert people to atheism. Sure, mm-hmm. in the same way that I have been taught to convert people to Christianity as a kid. Yeah, because that's the only way that you were taught to, like, engage with belief systems. Yeah. Yeah. So, but thankfully, I discovered weird, esoteric, ritual, you know, weird, like, occult stuff. Sure. But then realized most of it was just pervy guys trying to fuck. Oh, that makes sense. That's there, that's the thing about spiritual stuff. Yeah, sometimes it's just guys trying to fuck. Sometimes it's yeah. just guys trying to fuck. And yeah, there uh, was there was a lot of like, the more you read about like really occult shit, it's either pervy guys trying to fuck, or like memorizing really complicated charts and like symbols and symbol systems and ugh. like really like basically learning a, a your own a brand new D and D, but for for the spirit. That sounds yeah. exhausting. I'd rather just fuck. It's D and D, but for IRL. <laughs> oh, yeah. that makes it sound cool. Yeah, it's know. not. It depends on what it is. Like some of it is cool. Some of it is interesting. Yeah. Some of it is fascinating, and but some of it is also just like, why are you drinking a guy's cum? Like what? What? You don't have to. Like no one. Because it's full of vitamins, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's in, you know. (laughs) Dalton should have been here for that one. It's full of... (laughs) All right, sorry. Straight vitamin... Vitamin Depot. (laughs) Vitamin C. The C stands for cum. The C is for cum. At least it's not horse cum. Hey, <laughs> hey, we only get six we more only of those. Get six more of those. This is a human cum only podcast. <laughs> We've decided. Uh, so, uh, is that kind of where you're at now, uh, as far as spiritual uh, outlooks kind of go? It, it's kind of just, it's just not there. Like, I don't have, I don't feel like I need, like, my relationship with the quote unquote Christian God is probably super negative. Sure. Because to this day, my mother is still trying to get me to go back to the church. Mm-hmm. Like, we ain't going to come back to church. But, you know, no, I'm not. No, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not happening. Why? Yeah. I w- and also, when you go to school for music and you realize just how much of Western culture only exists because a bunch of of the church yeah. decided that it gets to continue to exist. Mm-hmm. You know, so your what you, what you're saying is like your relationship with the Judeo Christian God may not be positive, but also you uh, don't really feel the need for anything to be there. Yeah, right. I, it's gotten to the point where there's just no. I don't have a need for like a spiritual feeling. Maybe it's right. all all the you know 
booze. Sometimes it's just writing. Sometimes it's just the friends you make along the way. (laughs) You know what? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, even atheism is like you diverting energy to uh, to an outlook. Yeah, well, it's also like so much of atheism is so negative, like it's very hateful because it it's like you're an idiot for believing in anything. Yeah, but you believe in nothing so hard you want to fucking make sure that everybody else believes in nothing because mm-hmm. you're only like fulfilled as a person when everyone else believes in nothing yeah yeah it's a real misery loves company situation yeah Yeah. happy atheists don't care yeah yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like getting nihilists in a group it's probably a bad it's a bad deal happy people don't care (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's true like uh i've said it before but like if you become atheist at like a certain age like you're too young you're you're only taught to engage with ideas in one way and that's evangelically especially if you've been brought up uh in these belief systems, right? Well, and be, being in something like Southern Baptist or being in something like where it's extreme, there's no dancing, there's no this, there's no that. It's very like boxed off and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're repressed from day one that you walk in there. All of a sudden you think that you have a big swing and dick because you think you know something that mm-hmm. millions of people don't know. Like you just invented not believing in God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's such a discovery. It's like finding mm-hmm. your dick for the first time. It's like, part, oh, hey, there's this. Thing. Part of it kind of comes from like maybe obsession too. Like maybe you love this uh, outlook so much that people who don't align with it are like sort of an affront to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of maybe where I kind of got my militant atheist thing from because I thought I thought it was some kind of like huge revelation, right? Mm. But uh, and I I was just like it's insane that not everybody thinks the way I think. Yeah, yeah like because how, how, I'm I'm very smart. Yeah. I I feel that. Yeah, it's like how dare you? Why? How, yeah. Why don't you believe? At the same time, I will say there is one thing that I discovered that I do enjoy, and most of it is I would say like from specifically from Catholicism. It's just like I love Gregorian chant. Like, I love the concept of the mass. Mm-hmm. I, I love that type of music and that music from the Renaissance and medieval period. Like, I fell in love with that in music history class and being like, this is really mm-hmm. fascinating. It's also the closest we have to, like, what Native American religions where they have, like, a shaman knows all the songs that you sing and the ritual goes on for a day or two mm-hmm. and you have all these specific things. It's the closest thing we have to that left. Mm-hmm. That's not like co-opted. It's not commodified. Right. It's not, you can, mm-hmm. you could take the concepts of it and make your own songs and make your own chants and make your mm-hmm. own thing and it not be like just shitty new age bullshit. Sure. Yeah. The, the church was responsible for all art at one point. Yeah. Because Jesus was the only fandom in the world. <laughs> yeah. All art was fan art. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally, yeah. literally. Yeah, and, and Jesus was the only fandom, and it was the best fandom. Yeah, but uh, I think that might have been a tweet or something. I, I guess I that, think it was. Yeah. So you think Jesus falls into the top five fandoms of all time? There's mm. Super Hulak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then there's uh. 
Warhammer 40K dudes. MMA dudes. <laughs> MMA is a, a great fandom. MMA is a fandom. Uh, the Nicholas Sparks fandom is a big deal. <laughs> do, you, do you think democracy actually falls under a fandom? Like two at this point. Oh, is like being conservative is that a fandom? I Definitely. think so. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like you have to, you have to have certain people you listen to, mm-hmm. and certain you, you you can only take in media from certain things. Right. You've got yeah. like three choices of things you can listen to. Yeah. The Reagan fandom is crazy. <laughs> yeah. The Reagan fandom is crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's like a bunch of people that also forgot about AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they can forget about it because so many of those people passed, like, didn't survive. Oh, yeah. And they don't have to think about it. That's true. Reagan did his job. It's, it's dark, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys, uh, you guys want to move into checking out what Cat told us to check out? Yes. Sure. All right. Cat, uh, if you're listening, thank you for your suggestion. Uh, last episode, we are going to uh, look into magic.me. Yeah. Uh, I have it open here. Magic.me is uh it's like Coursera uh except it costs money and it's all about magic classes. Do you guys mind if I uh I read off a few of these uh Absolutely. Well, first let's meet our instructor Jason Lou. Okay. Jason Lou is the editor of the infamous occult journals Generation Hex, Ultra Culture Journal, and oh, The Psychic Bible. And the way psychic is spelled here is P S Y C-H-I-C-K. Pretty wild. Yeah, he's author of Monsanto versus the World. Okay, he's getting a... Uh, All right. Uh, Hyper Worlds slash Underworlds and the Angelic Reformation. He also runs Ultraculture.org and Ultraculture University. I'm going to Ultraculture.org right now. Please. Oh, man. This... Ultraculture, unlock your magic. Here's a free book of chaos on Chaos Magic. Click to download. What is White Magic? A guide to understanding the right hand path. Oh, it's it looks like, oh, the, buddy, hmm. it's occult clickbait. Oh yeah. wow! This insane grimoire offers the true secrets of magic. Insane, sort of insane grimoire. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the real world, real world is wrapped in quotes. Six um, ways to break the hypnotic spell of the mainstream media. Yeah. This... Oh, you're on like Chaos Info Wars now. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, so he has yeah. been doing this since the early 2000s, if I'm right. Yeah. Get get a load of this paragraph. In the quote unquote real world, Jason works as a mild mannered journalist. In the quote other world, he has spent almost two decades studying and practicing the world's esoteric spiritual systems under many gurus and mentors around the globe, <sighs> including. Chaos magic, hermeticism, thelema, I'm going to butcher these, Advaita Vedanta, Kriya Yoga, Masonry, Sufism, Enochian, Neurolinguistic Programming, Reikian Organomy, uh-oh, Tarot, I Ching, Taoism, Vajrayana, Joshin, Emotional Freedom Technique, Nepali Shamanism, and Bitcoin mining. I made that last one up. <laughs> you, I, mean, uh, it fits. I found one called Here's 10 Epic Albums That Will Awaken You to Magic and the Occult. Oh, read them off to me, baby. Let me just look those up here. I'm going, I, I clicked read more. So I think this guy actually came out the of The following? Uh, okay. Mort Garson, The Unexplained, Musical Impressions of the Occult, 
Mort Garson was a pioneer of electronic music from the 60s and 70s. He did the Adventure Zone theme. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Mm, I don't think that's true. I think that's Griffin McElroy that did the Adventure Zone theme. No? Was it actually Mort Garson? It was Mort Garson. Okay, I know that it wasn't. I'm laughing at you because I understand how crazy it is. <laughs> and not that and and we're definitely not grifting you. Oh my god, that's insane. That album was from 1975. This album The Unexplained. Mhm. Great. Okay. Nate, what were you about to say? Uh I think he was a part of uh the old dis disinfo, the disinformation website. This is all pre Alex Jones taking over most of like the kind of like alternative mm-hmm. the, media. Oh, like back in the natural news era, that uh, kind of. Yeah, kind of the early early to mid two thousands. A guy named Richard Metzger had started that uh, the disinfo site, and they did a, they publish actually published some books that are on like occult theory and stuff like that. But now it's like a clickbaity, you know, bullshit website because it got taken over at some point by some media company. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm pretty sure this guy started with uh, the disinfo people who were all about like counterculture stuff and like act like actually helping people. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I sometimes get this guy's newsletter and it's mostly just him hawking his classes. Hell yeah! And so he's turned the he's turned this into his own version of Scientology, basically, where you pay money to do these classes so mm-hmm. that you can access magic yeah what i'm seeing here is the billing you could just download free books that have been free since the 90s hey really the the billing plan i'm seeing is 49 dollars a month and you get access to the entire site all the classes and there seems to be well actually one two three four five six seven 14 classes that i see here um for Forty nine dollars a month, a lifetime, lifetime payment of five hundred dollars. Wow! So I guess it's less Scientology. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's not quite Scientology, just because there's a lot less money involved. Yeah. But um, DeAntward practices chaos magic. I'm finding out from this website. Mm. That that totally checks out. Yeah, kicks. Mm. I love those guys. That's it. <laughs> Magic me. Is Man. it now? I'm pretty sure the psychic thing is actually like a reference, like Genesis Peorage and like Psychic TV and all the kind of like weirdo New York stuff, uh, New York UK kind of like rave scene shit. Mm-hmm. There's there's an intro to lucid dreaming. There's an intro to banishing rituals. You the, you can just like look up the lesser banishing ritual online mm-hmm. and just like read about it or I'm, you could pay fifty dollars to read this guy's <laughs> yeah like introduction um, to unlock your true will that's one um that's a very thelema mm-hmm. love is the lala in your will intro to chaos magic naturally also if you really want a chaos magic primer just look up condensed chaos man is that is that a book? Yeah, it's called. It's by Phil Hine. Okay. As I said, I got real into occult, so 
occult stuff. So, which cult did you get into? I'm just <laughs> yeah, the, uh, cult. <laughs> uh, we just stand around and go. Uh, well, uh, well, Cat, thank you so much for your suggestion. Uh, that was Magic Dot Me. Um, we're gonna move into Tune Talk. It's time to talk tune. Tune talking. Tune talking. Tune talking. Tune talking. Tune talking. Tune talking. If it's not a tune, don't talk about it. Baby. I got me a tune talk. It's as big as a whale. All right, so... So, uh, 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 talk us through what we're listening to today. So, uh, I, I, I just want to share something with you guys. Uh, Carman. Car we're talking about Carman. Lichiardello. Because that's his very real full name. Mm. <laughs> Oof. Uh, he is an enigma in Christian music, often described as part evangelist part Vegas showman. His concerts were more like a rock and roll Billy Graham crusade than a Christian music event. After all the singing, dancing, clapping, and preaching, throngs of people would stream down to the counseling area to accept Christ many times, as many as 5,000 in an evening. That was one sentence. Look, a lot of people came to Jesus at my shows, okay? Admission <laughs> was usually free. A simple offering taken similar to 30,000 churches on thun Sunday mornings. On Sunday mornings. And he filled the largest stadiums. <laughs> Those stadiums are large. Can't believe this. These stadiums are huge. <laughs> in fact, large. Carmen holds the record for the largest Christian concert ever in Dallas, Texas. What? But it Seems even, specific. It even goes beyond that. If you take the mega stadium acts that played the fame landmark, such as... Pink Floyd, U2, Madonna, The Jackson 5, Paul McCartney, Garth Brooks, and even Metallica. You'll see that, as the newspapers noted, the one act that drew the highest attendance in Texas Stadium was Carman, with 71,132. This is more than just an A-list artist. This man is a cultural phenomenon. Wow. This is directly from his website. <laughs> Right now, right Oof. now, the music. Yes. Uh, uh, after so you went to carman.com. Yeah. I think it's carman.org. Oh, Oof. he's an org. He's an org. <laughs> I could have told you that, pal. The music. So how can we classify his music? Is it pop, comedy, Punk. Broadway, rap, country, <laughs> rock, or soul? The answer is yes. <laughs> to all. Oh, no. There's no way you can classify a Carmen song by its style, but rather by the sheer blunt force impact delivery in a person's life with an unmistakable gospel message. Hey, hey, before you finish this, can you read this at Poetry one night? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, please. Yes, Because this, this is poetry. Uh, yeah. If Carmen's like cutting his own promo on his website. If there is any original trademark to Carmen's repertoire, it is what we would only identify as a story song. Ugh. A combination of drama, rock, comedy, funk, satire, acting, singing, and preaching, all woven together by an unpredictable wit 
that can only be described as a full-length feature film in seven minutes. A style not duplicated or even attempted by any other artist in any other musical genre with compositions like Sunday is on the Way, The Champion, Lazarus Come Forth, Revival in the Land, Witch's Invitation, This Blood, and even The Courtroom. You know, Simply put, Carmen is a true American original. MCL's telling you what the deal is. Bass in my music, highs in my walk, the groove is in my step, and the rhythm's in my talk. Tell us the name, rhyming is the game. You know, the film industry does hate Carmen for learning how to make a movie seven minutes long <laughs> and still make it be a feature. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I wanted to end that with, uh, this, uh, song of Carmen rapping with a cartoon cat. It's called The Cat Vibe. It's off of Carmen's album, his 1992 rap album, Yo Kids, Kids with a Z. Yeah, because back in the 90s, Kids was spelled with a Z. The, word, the letter S was illegal in, the, in 1992. <laughs> That's true. So uh, that, that album, I, w- I also want to point out, ends with Turned On, Sold Out, Hooked on Jesus. Okay, so that brings, Good ending. That brings us directly to the album Addicted to Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> You gotta be shitting me. All right. Uh, Find our turn now. It should be the first track. All right. Got it. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. I just saw the name of the next song after it. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's begin. Oh, okay. Just wait for it. Good evening. This is Charlene Lewis for the 6 o'clock news. Today, June 25th, 1962, the Supreme Court has ruled that school prayer and Bible reading will cease in all public school systems. It is now this is what we're starting with. Okay. Based on that first track. Oh, this is still one track. Oh. What? <laughs> it just went full cock rock, baby. What? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that insane. the The first part of that first track sounded like a great opening to a Kendrick album and sure it like jumped the shark real yeah, hard. Yeah. Oh god, that was bad. Uh so it starts out with that like, you know, let freedom ring mm-hmm. with the children's choir like it's a Pink Floyd song or something. Yeah. Then it turns into a news report and then just pulls the Bon Jovi Def Leppard cock out and just slaps you with it. Truly, it, so, it pours some sugar on. He's, yes. he's pouring some sugar on Jesus, oh, right? Oh, it's full on. Uh, so now you get to play the next song. What is the name of this song? 
Should I reveal it? Let's wait. Okay. This sounds like a fighting game so far. Like Streets of Rage 2. All right, so let's talk about. No, let's. I I've got some. Fun, I've got some fucking opinions. Unconscionable. Okay, so unconscionable. So this guy did a song that is ostensibly about like a 1950s song, like a like a roots rock kind of thing, the Holy Ghost Hop, and then he decides to make it sound like a goddamn Oingo Boingo song. Except it's not even. Uh, started from the beginning. Just like bad, bad new wave. All right. Spooky. Spooky. The way you make me feel. Oh, no. The way you turn me on. Wow. Oh, shit. You're absolutely right. Unconscionable. Yes. Uh, Carmen but, is a sin. He's a oh, sin man. Uh, I think now <laughs> he's a sin man. He's a sin man. It does. He, he's done sin here. So, so, <laughs> so the next song, it, I think, is Satan uh, bite is the, the dust. You gotta. Pu- I think we might have to listen to almost this whole thing. Oh. That's fine. We'll go track by track on this album, and that'll be that'll be the epic. We don't have to go to- t- track by track because I want to cover some other stuff. But. All right. We gotta get most of it because yeah. this is the album we're reviewing. Yeah. Party's over. Shut it down. I'm hunting for someone, y'all. He's a lion, thieving rattlesnake, and he's broken every law. He's terrorized the what? lives of men. Just he's wait. under arrest because I've been sent with a warrant from the body of Christ. Satan, bite the dust. Satan broke every law. So what I'm what I'm getting here is that Carmen is a man with no f- face, sort of. He doesn't have a style. No, he's polystylistic. Oh. So okay. let the song play just a little he's, bit longer. He, he speaks every musical language. More huh. fighting game background music. I can't strike disease and fear your posse's going down. So back when I was at the Southern Baptist Church, I had this yeah. friend Joseph, and there was a church talent show. We dressed up as cowboys and had our little fake cap guns. And we were supposed to do a mime. Oh, you had fake guns in school. Oh, yeah. man. No, at church. Church. Oh. Fake guns at church. Ooh. Because that checks out. Yeah. I mean, that's still okay. Uh, this. Uh, so my friend Joseph and I got up on stage. We're, you know, we've been prep, prepping and preparing. Been we, praying. We, we, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure we were praying. We get up there. We can barely, like, mouth the words. We stare at the ground. We don't even get our little cap guns out. We just make complete embarrassment of each other. 
standing up there. Were you kicked out of the church after song. that night? Oh. To Did- Satan bite the dust. Funny thing, that kid, Joseph, later in a shotgun wedding because he got a girl pregnant. Oh, no, <laughs> Joseph. You know it's your fault because you made him do this. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Um, Did they kick you both out of the church after that? No, no, no. They forgave us. <laughs> they forgave you. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, what's what's next here? 1955. All right. The most Christian year of America. Hmm. Did you get any more 80s with the way everything is placed? Yeah, especially the obsession with the 50s. Nothing's more 80s than being obsessed with the 50s. Damn, you're correct. Yeah. Um, I feel like he tr- uh, he's trying to introduce different musical textures into a lot of his songs and then just tosses a synth underneath every yeah. track. So this song... That song right there in 1955 mm. is about integrating the church. Into? Like bringing like a black bringing... choir to a small southern town. Carmen. And they're doing a revival. And racism's over. I racism's think. over. <laughs> Carmen did it. You um, gotta be crap. If 1955, the year racism ended. Uh. So uh that that's the that's the chorus of the song. Yep. A, a, addicted to Jesus. Now. All right, let's honk into Addicted to Jesus. Oh wait, pause it, pause it real quick. Uh, uh are you are you are you, are, 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 are you all familiar with the with another Christian group called DC Talk? Yeah. This is a collaboration. Oh, no. Ooh, I am familiar with District of Columbia Talk. All right, let's see. Let's do it. Is that Jesse Pinkman? Now, wait. Now I oh you I have just, to get to I the wanna, song. No, I know. I just I want every all of our listeners, I want you to be reminded this that is a, from everybody a dark time. involved in this song is white. Alright, no, we're gonna no, keep going. No, there's one black guy in this Oh, there it's, is one black guy? Michael Tate, yeah. Okay, Michael Tate. Sorry everybody. <laughs> yeah, Michael Tate's involved. Everybody else is white. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Anyway, go on. Dude loves spelling Jesus. Just wait. (laughs) Alex is being assaulted by Carmen. There was there was the 
You know, he's kind of doing some Apex Twin shit on this one. A <laughs> so, like, a little bit of Apex Twin yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely. That the That is such, like, a kid and play song. <sighs> mm-hmm. But with with DC Talk. So, um, we're going to leave this album. Okay. We We should go to Revival in the Land. On it. All right. Okay, keep there. in mind that is the one we're reviewing. Yes. Addicted to Jesus. We're, we're reviewing Addicted to Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since we listen, we're we're gonna listen to these three, are, three these other just, songs. These okay. are just freebies. Yes, Got it. These are just freebies. Uh, start with the resurrection rap. Do I? This was actually performed at the resurrection. This is actually three years before the Addicted to Jesus song and okay. the resurrection. So this is 1993. Addicted to Jesus was in the 96. 92. Okay. The revival in the land is eighty nine. It says it's ninety three. I did a lot of research. Okay, I trust all, you. All music says ninety two. So okay. Let's see. In the center of the caverns. Oh wait, wrong one. Sorry. That's worse than Hooked on the Brothers, the Mario Brothers rap. <laughs> so, like, this is... I am here to Christian rap. Okay, and that's just, all I have to say about to, that. To describe what this guy looks like, he looks like if Wayne Newton and Tommy Wiseau were blended together and think they're really sexy. He does. He's got, like... He's got like that Donny Osmond face of oh, like classically handsome, but not quite right. So mm-hmm. now, now you can play mm-hmm. Revival in the Land, but you got to like skip halfway through the song. Yeah, Nate, it was. I, I heard that you went to see Carmen live y- yeah, at that, a certain that's point. The, the, that's oh, the oh, I'm skipping ahead. That is his voice pitched down into the devil. Mm-hmm. So, oh. now skip almost all the way to the end. Is this Swans? I don't know what this is. Goes straight oh gospel. no! So he the doesn't fuck? perform with a band because there's all these video packages. Oh Christ! There's all this him standing up there. Mm-hmm. Like if you look up a live Carmen, there's no band. It's all tracks. He's like a rapper in that, but he doesn't have a DJ because there's all this video and all this like fancy stuff. We were in the nosebleeds at the Myriad. When I was a little kid uh-huh. watching Carmen all the way, like, and it's theater in the round. So he can just run around and do all his bits and stuff. 
and he would just like act out really all the dumb voices and stuff. Satan bite the dust. But there's also like all the stuff where he's like, there's all these recorded conversations because like revival in the land is mostly a demon and Satan talking about what the people on earth are doing. And then it turns into that kind of punk Rocky thing before it Mm -hmm. goes into full gospel. And then the gospel, he's just running across the stage. Oh my God. So I need you to go to mission three sixteen. I need and, you to uh, find a, and we're going to listen to some Mission 316, Alex. You, you can't bail on us. The song, All right. The Courtroom. God damn But it. we also need to listen to M- Mission 316 because... <laughs> they took the Perry Mason name and they just stole it. Jesus Christ. If tonight you stood in heaven's court to seek eternal favor... Would you face Jesus Christ as judge, or would you face him as your savior? There are many who don't quite know for sure what that verdict would be, if ever. So let's imagine for a moment you're standing dead center in the courtroom of forever. I can't stand these Dr. Seuss-ass rhymes. Okay, this is good, though. This is where they, like, just took the Perry Mason theme. Like, they they mm. People money. Mm. It's good. It's not as good. I mean, there's only one good spy song, mm-hmm. and it's Mission 316. And it's no. So, so it's ex- Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. So what's exceptional about God, Snake this, Eater's good. about so this good. track is in the music video, Carmen plays the narrator. Mm-hmm. Satan, yeah, Jesus. And God. Hey, is Satan a lawyer? Because <laughs> both Satan and Jesus are lawyers, and God's the judge. Uh, oh, um, um, oh, and and who's he and, going with? I wonder. And, and hey, yeah, and the surrogate person who walks up, black guy. No. <sighs> so hang on. <laughs> God's a, God's a judge. And, and Italian, he's an Italian judge. That's God's Italian. We all know that. <laughs> that that makes tons of sense. Satan makes, is Irish. It makes tons. Uh, no, Satan is also Italian. It makes oh, okay. Tons of sense. And so's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but the fact that the fact that Satan is a lawyer and so is Jesus, I, I is God ever just like, well, Satan, you're evil, but damn, you just won this case, like. <laughs> You just won the shit out of this case. So we yeah. together. What's great is in the story, Satan gives all the sins to God, but then Jesus shows up, and all of a sudden, all the pages are blank. That's tampering. That is tampering with evidence. Jesus yeah. is a bad lawyer. I take it back. So I guess we just have one more song to listen to. Mission three one six, and I have a bonus thing for okay. us. Uh, hang on. This is Carmen Gear Solid, my dude. Okay. Me- Metal Gear Carman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
god. Okay. It's it's real real techy. Oh yeah, yeah, like, that absolutely is. My parents had this shit on repeat in my house. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And uh I played secret agent to it. I was a child. And uh I, I secret agented to this a lot. Nice. Yeah. This was your go to secret agent. Yeah. Nate Primus on Carmen's uh, Carman's recent activity. So he had cancer. Oh, that's no, that's no good. And uh, that's true. Kickstarted an album. Okay. Okay. To make like a nut, like it was almost kind of like a farewell album in a way. Mm -hmm. Morbid, but okay. He thought he wasn't. You know, he was sick, so he was. But he recovered, and then this after this recovery, (laughs) and then he had to walk it back. Oh no. and so he put out another record, oh. which has this President Trump blues on it this year. Oh. Yeah, but before before we need one. Um, so among the greatest of Carman's contributions to Christianity at the end of the twentieth and the beginning of the 21st century is his bringing back a full force worship revival, not just through song and dance, but also through dance and drama. Carmen's presentations done with excellence to large audiences revolutionized the arts and Christian music. Carmen has brought much needed encouragement to the arts and church and through, uh, sorry, through the introduction of both male and female dancers, drama and simultaneous video and live presentations on stage to unusually large audiences. Wow. For Madison, Two whole genders of dancer. From Madison Square Garden to national television, Carmen's delivery and style were truthful, bold, and uncompromising pres- presentations of the gospel. Notice that's in the past tense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh dead. my god <laughs> no. like, oh they haven't updated his no bio. matter what carmen does it will be different never before seen and unusually original this is exactly what we'd expect from a musical icon it goes without saying that still to this day carmen defies description and definition and remains a cultural phenomenon a true american original and now we have to listen to what he put out last year god <sighs> Uh, uh, all right, g- give me the. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, my phone is at one percent, so we're gonna play the President Trump blues until it dies, which <laughs> might could be the full three minutes. So we'll see. <laughs> right. Okay, everybody. For those of you that don't watch TV, this is the news by the blues. You can't stop it. Your phone has to die for you to get out of this. I know. I know. (laughs) He came down the escalator. He said, November, I'm the man. Going out to Washington and kicking a few cans. Trade deals are awful. Health care is a dump. Pack your bags, political hacks. I'm going to drain the swamp because I'm key. Biggest upset ah. you'll ever see. 
Oh no. Carman's on Team Locker. Oh yeah. no! Who would have thought that Carmen, Carman, Carman would have bad views on economics and race? Uh, not the guy who did Addicted to Jesus, where he no. walked up to the the African American voiced characters. It's like, yeah, you know the game A to J. Oh uh, yeah, I. Oh no! He's he's full into the wall. He's full into it. This is heinous. He's uh, oh yeah. So we we have we've covered the board on uh, on Mr. Carman. He, he's he's Latinx and pro wall. <sighs> I hate him. Uh, and th- that's the thing is like this is this is a person who willfully engaged in propaganda from day one. Oh yeah, like. That revival in the land record, full of propaganda songs. Oh, yeah. Addicted to Jesus, full of propaganda songs. Oh, yeah. Just preaching, prop, just constant. Oh, yeah. Anti-alcoholism, anti-abortion, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just just constant. Sure. Non-stop right-wing talking points. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, he's getting deep in them guts of Republicanism. Yeah. He's rapping Reagan. Yeah. Rapping, <laughs> he's got more rhymes than Reagan's got Alzheimer's. holes in his brain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he is the living embodiment of trickle down music economics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, Take, okay. steal from everybody and think you're original. You, you guys, yeah. okay? So we're already doing this a little bit, but I want to make it a fish. Uh, let's transition to final thoughts. Yeah, you got you guys into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, down. All, right. All right, Nate, you are familiar with the rating system, yes? Uh, from the episodes, yes. Okay, very good. 12, um, one, one to twelve disciples. Very, very good. Who feels the strongest about Me. addicted to Jesus? Alex, you're first. Uh, I hated it. I thought it was worse than John Rubin, more cynical and less sincere, with less of an appreciation for hip hop. Because John Rubin, at least, thought the thing he was aping was cool. And not degenerate music, uh, like Carmen clearly seems to it's, think. He doesn't think it's degenerate. If you really, what? yeah, he he was doing this when no one was doing. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! He was precursor to any other Christian hip hop. <sighs> Carmen is technically the originator of Christian hip hop. That's troubling that's very troubling i'm not going to change my score no, though no, because no, no, it's no, still definitely a cash grab oh totally. uh Trying to get the, and, and the yo kids records too. yeah no unacceptable and for that reason i'm going to give him one disciple and that disciple is judas yeah the hell yowie. score <laughs> the, <laughs> the lowest score possible <laughs> carmen the hell score <laughs> 
Carmen. Carmen. Here, Carmen, listen here. <laughs> Jeez, Carmen. In my book, you get worst place. <laughs> Strong words. <laughs> Very, like, defining words. I'll see you two at the pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight Car- Carmen. Listen. I'll fight you. I don't know what kind of cancer you had, but it probably made you weaker. I'll beat the shit out of you. I'll throw you through a table. <laughs> it's a table match in a cage. What and, does and, it, Carmen? And there's one. Gu- no, no. It's a smash the guitar match, <laughs> and you have to smash a guitar over your opponent. Oh, perfect! To win, but you can't if it smashes on any other object. The match isn't over. Carman, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger unless that thing is cancer. It just ruins your blood. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how into blood he is because all yeah. the Jesus stuff. Yeah. He, yeah, blood stuff. Yeah. Guys, what, what doesn't bug me the most about Carmen is Carman. What, what, what bugs me the most about Carman is not that all this is a clear cash grab. All of this is, you know... Just, you know, a first pass of the post on, you know, doing Christian hip hop first or whatever and trying to appear relatable to teenagers, to to the teens. What bugs me the most about Carman is it's a shame we didn't get to see any of any music videos tonight, but there's a very narcissistic vibe about them. There's a video where he goes to a a Wiccan guy's house and does a uh, does does battle with him and wins and like goes home afterwards. But he like defeated he he basically he Carmen, kills Satan and Satan bites the dust. He he Carmen kills Satan and Satan mm-hmm. bites the dust. Carmen defeats his neighbor who's a Wiccan in okay in spell battle in 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 spell battle. Mm-hmm. It's all very like. Is that a, is that a sequel to Hellraiser? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everything Carmen does makes me go, "Oh, am I am I here for Jesus or Carmen?" You're definitely here for. You're Carmen. definitely here for Carmen. He's got too much plastic surgery, too much like his hair is too. Per- it's he's a narcissist for sure. Yeah, full on. It's very, very, very weird, and mm-hmm. and I think it kind of. For for as on message as something as contrived as Carmen should be, sure, it's very on message, right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have a cohesive vision, really. I'm not sure what he's trying to say. Yeah, mostly uh, it it feels like he's trying to say that Satan can be defeated with lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mostly seems to be what it is. Is and also buy my stuff. And I'm the best at right. lyrics, so I can defeat yeah. Satan. I'm yeah. the best at rhyming, so mm-hmm. I will write raps. I'm the best at r- at whatever. So wh- what's your rating there, yeah. Keith? Uh, I'm trying to think of good things to say. <laughs> um, Interesting production value, as far as like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It like the the fact that he. The fact that he tried to... I mean, how many genres did you hear in... The, I mean, it's like a Mr. Bungle album yeah, level the of fact that multi-genre. He, the fact that I feel like he did make an honest effort to like branch out um, on musical concepts is good. What didn't cause it to succeed so much was the fact that they were all kind of undermined by the same kind of uh, synth present in each mm-hmm. when it didn't need to be there half the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, so... 
that and uh, that and his uh, his songs weren't his his song structure was also pretty interesting. Well, yeah, and the songs actually, if you if you sit there like I did, like an idiot, and and, <laughs> and deep dive, yeah, back in enough so that I could remember like what it was like and listen to some of these whole songs. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very interesting structurally as far as stories or storytelling and stuff like that. Uh, it, almost like in the way like Nick Cave can be. He's kind of actually I think Nick Cave is a valid comparison as like mm. the good version of like a narcissist telling stories that cl- that get across their their actual message. Mm-hmm. Is Nick? I feel like Nick Cave fits more into that, like a good version of this, like of it's the nar- honest, of the it's upfront, narcissistic storytelling. Yeah, like, but also yeah. like dark. Like you can tell there's a lot of demons that Carmen has mm. that he doesn't. That he just doesn't want to talk about. That, oh like, yeah, he, he forces on the rest of the world. Yeah, as you can tell, like it, you were high on coke if you thought you killed Satan. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you were tripping balls or fucking banging. You know, you were doing something. You were living up the Vegas lifestyle. For sure. Like, full on, full bore, Atlantic City, you know, just like. But then you got someone like Nick Cave, who maybe, who does have religious music and could fall Mm -hmm. into, but that's probably another episode. Yeah. But also a drug addict who dealt with his own struggles, but and very publicly, and, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I think I've got my score here. I'm going to do, uh, I've got. I've got. I'm giving him three with a Judas. I did want to give him the hell score. Yeah. But he was. But Carmen was doing a lot of. Uh, Carmen was doing a lot of things before there was like a playbook for commercialized Christian music. Yeah, and that's he was, true. That out. isn't just like Bill Gaither. Right, and he was kind of out on his own. Uh, formulate there, there. There wasn't a roadmap yet. Yeah. You know, and yep. the things that he came up with to try to commercialize Christian music were at the very least interesting. So three Judas. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, I think the biggest, there's two big knocks for me, the mm-hmm. plagiarism, mm-hmm. the outright plagiarism mm-hmm. that he gets away with by calling his songs comedy or satire. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the just abject, like, thinking he's the savior of all humankind yeah that that part takes a lot of the creativity out those two things really like pull it back like really show like just how negative an influence in a way car man is but the Mm -hmm. thing is is i'm gonna give him a solid three with a judas a thomas and a Simon Peter doubting him mm. or denying Just, him three You times. gave him the bottom three disciples. <laughs> the like, bottom three disciples. Like, like we're talking like full on doubt, denial, and betrayal. Ugh. Like these full on just negative connotations. Nothing good's coming here uh, until the sun rises and, and you go enjoy something better. Um, mm-hmm. But I... I really think like he wanted, he thought he was Johnny Cash. He thought he was Wayne Newton. He thought he was uh, Michael Jackson. He thought he was, van- you know, Vanilla Ice, whatever. You know what I mean? He thought he was more than he was. And and still with like the President Trump blues, it's like 
he still carries that on. So it's like he didn't even learn his lesson mm -hmm. that maybe you shouldn't, you know, value yourself over others. Mm. Which I, is a comment. I feel like 80s, because he comes out of the 80s Christian revival tradition yeah. of just scapegoating and ripping people off. Yeah. And so total con man. Oh, man, con man. If I had been alive in the 80s, very sincerely, I would have been a Christian grifter for sure. The 80s Christian revival was not safe from coke. That's, no. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Or 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 really dark, terrible things sure. happening to people and exploitation. But mm. uh, that's that's my score is three. Uh, three for, out of for, for addicted to Jesus. Yeah. Okay. All right. One Judas, two threes Judas. Uh, wow. Yaza. A historically low score. Histor yes. Historically low. I, I did my best to try to find some good things about it. I, I think mm -hmm. I, I think it's like it's dated at this point. It's so dated it's hard to find the positive. That's that's also true. It's kind of lacking in some accessibility. Well, it's 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 also like all of the songs it was ripping off have mostly faded into the background. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a few songs. It's that a reflection of something that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's, to, it's totally like a mirror to a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen is a vampire for sure. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, fuck. Guys, Which, look Tommy, at Tommy pictures of up. Carmen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, anyway. It's, it's that <laughs> sincerity mm -hmm. to your own narcissism. Yeah, he just lives into it. Okay, we got to finish up. Yeah. What, uh, what is a piece of Christian media that we should consume for next week? So, it can either be uh, Christian or tangentially. Uh, right. We're going tangentially Christian. Sure. Uh, if you have not seen the movie by James Gunn, Super, yeah, mm -hmm. you should watch it because specifically look up the scene with Nathan Fillion in it. All right. I, I, I if I have to send you a link, I will to be okay. more direct. So yeah, but uh, specifically because of the character he plays, so. Nathan Fillion and Super. Yep. All yeah. right. All right, uh, Nate. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I uh, also do a podcast uh, semi-regularly uh, called The Dubious Consumers, and uh, we're beginning a YouTube channel called Dubious Consumption uh, with my friend Justin D. Heard. Cool. Cool. Uh, cool. Are, you, are you guys on iTunes? Uh, yes, we are on iTunes. You are, are you on any other platforms? Uh, I mean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Pop... pop. Uh, a Podbean, I think, is what mm -hmm, probably. the thing mm -hmm. shows up on. Mm -hmm. So, all right, excellent. Well, uh, that that's the praise down, babies. Praise that. That's been praised down, and as we always say here on the praise down, Carmen is a vampire. Carmen is a vampire. Good night. Good night. Love you. Good night. Holy Ghost round the whip. What what? 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 Holy Ghost round the whip. What what?